With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyler This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, Dylan, we are back here on the podcast. And um, since the last time we recorded a podcast, um, things are a little bit different. But uh, that is no different for anyone in the sports world. Uh, Certainly uh, the same for us here as we we look at the NFL. But I guess, Dylan, the difference for us is that um, we are actually talking about a sport where there is a lot going on, and mm-hmm. that is uh, not, you know, like many other things in sports right now, given the circumstances. Uh, but you cannot say that about the NFL because, my <laughs> goodness, um, when we start the the tampering period in the NFL, we really start the tampering period in the NFL and open up franchise tagging and free agency and all that. Uh, and let's just say that uh, there have been lots of talks going on because uh, it was a wild, wild Monday. And again, we're recording this on Monday afternoon, so keep that in mind. I'm sure, as we always do when we record, by the time we finish, uh, we're probably going to be talking about a blockbuster trade, another one of some sort uh, here at the end of the episode. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, I'll keep my notifications on for Schefter and Rappaport tweets as they periodically come out but yeah no I was a little surprised that they pushed through with the league year starting uh, right now but at the same time I understand it a bit I, I think I forgot who tweeted it out the reasoning was more of you know they can push it back a couple of weeks but maybe at that point everything with the coronavirus could have escalated even uh, more so and it could be even harder to get it going so uh, and also a lot of these meetings I guess now are they don't have to actually take place in person a lot of guys are just uh, on calls with their agents and teams so uh, not not as much in uh, face-to-face contact which for a lot of teams I'm sure that hurts them a bit uh, as they try to uh, bring in some new guys but nonetheless it is what it is we're all dealing with this and uh, you know you have to follow what everyone all the experts say to do we can't really change the circumstances but yeah at least for our sake uh, yeah, the league that is in the off season season is the biggest talk of the sports world because there's really nothing else happening. Um, and yeah, a lot, a lot of things have already happened. I'm sure it's just going to continue to escalate and 
Uh, obviously, still a question of what's going to happen with Tom Brady here. Yep, it is for sure. And uh, just as we all expected, uh, right away, we got a, a blockbuster trade to start this thing. Um, and I think just as we all thought, you know, it was going to be DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals, <laughs> right? Because yeah. that was the one we all had pegged in our, in our office pool was uh, DeAndre Hopkins being traded by the Texans uh, and now landing with the Cardinals in exchange for David Johnson. And we were laughing about it before we came on. I guess it's not so funny in a certain sense, but um, you make this trade a couple seasons ago, and my goodness, like this was like the the fantasy darling, um, you know, <laughs> top three, top five. Like these were your guys, um, and probably you know DeAndre Hopkins still in that category. We know David Johnson's been battling some injuries um, and such, but really, I mean, it is. It's just as soon as you see that, I mean, it was probably like an hour before I want to say, or maybe a couple hours before. You know, the rumors started circulating that, okay, DeAndre Hopkins, the Texans could actually look at trading him. And you know, like, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, come on, please. Like, this is just another one of these rumors. Uh, we've seen thousands of them at this point in the offseason. Uh, there's no way the Texans are trading DeAndre Hopkins. And then, boom, like, here you go. He's getting traded um, for David Johnson. And, and, you know, we also remember back to that discussion we had about the unlikelihood that David Johnson is going to be traded because of money, um, knowing what his contract was and all that. And you know what? What do we know? Because here they are. These two guys are going to be on different teams uh, next season, just like they were a season ago. But um, now it's just like, how how did we get here? <laughs> I I mean, it's the Bill O'Brien experience. We've if there's there's some themes of this podcast, and you know, along with all the Antonio Brown drama, us constantly talking about <laughs> Tom Brady in the off season. Now you can add in us criticizing Bill O'Brien and the fact that they still don't have a GM in Houston. It's mm. it's getting ridiculous, and I I can understand why. I mean, we've seen players that were frustrated. Uh, Tyron Matthew responded to the to the report itself. Uh, some other guys on the team with other social media responses clearly not happy that they're trading DeAndre Hopkins. But just from a football perspective, I'm uh, it's so perfect that Bill O'Brien traded for a running back. It's so funny, and it's, I mean for the Cardinals, how is this not a huge win? You get one of the top three receivers in the NFL, and, and Hopkins. I mean it's just I mean the cost from what I've seen from guys that you know analyze uh, the value on trade markets. Uh, and different NFL analysts they were saying it was at least like a first and a second given how good he is like from their own point of view and uh, I mean to to basically get him for a second round pick they, they swapped the the fourth rounders one uh, going to the Cardinals this year and then the one for Houston the following year but basically a second round pick and you get rid of David Johnson's contract I I mean we've talked to, uh, you know early in the offseason about them possibly trading him but it was going to be difficult to find a team to take his contract you not only did you get rid of the contract you had DeAndre Hopkins. It's just staggering to think about. I I don't really know how this isn't a huge win for uh, uh, for Arizona. They probably would have just shipped out Johnson with a pick for nothing else in return at a certain point to get that money back. And now it makes as a as a Ram supporter uh, in my off podcast hours. I, I now I have some hope that maybe if if there's the right deal out there for Todd Gurley, they won't have to eat so much of the money, possibly not any of it, and you know actually get some value in return if the Rams uh, follow a similar uh, uh, path here to the Cardinals. Man, I tell you, we are um, I don't know our our allegiances could be changing here on the podcast uh, given all these potential trades. Uh, we we send one of our our AFC South favorites now back to you know to the NFC West, and um, I don't know what if if Todd Gurley gets traded, is he going to go to the AFC South? There's just lots of, I mean, come on, that's what we can hope at this point, right? 
Um, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking in all those scenarios, and I don't think that's really going to happen. We've got David Johnson in there now, but I can't probably see. I guess I don't know who could do it. I don't think the Jags are going to do it. The Titans are going to do it because the Titans uh, franchise tag, Derrick Henry, we'll get to that in a second, um, and I don't think the Colts will as well. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> man, it's – I don't know. Like you said, it's just this is what we've come to expect, I think, from – from the NFL, and you know, we always compare. I think the NFL to the NBA when it comes to these these wild moves, um, mm-hmm. and you never really know what you're going to get. And this was one of those. Like, it's just I, I don't think any of us thought this coming. Um, the the Bill O'Brien experience, like you said. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get. Um, the Texans were legitimately, you know, basically a, a blown lead away from, from having a chance to be a win away from the Super Bowl. And now they trade their star wide receiver. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what? here's my what's Deshaun Watson thinking right now? Oh, my That's gosh. That's my question. Like, like, what is what do you think his reaction is at this point? I know. I mean, he wants to be loyal to the franchise that drafted him and he's uh, grown up with now. But at the same time, if I'm Deshaun Watson. What do you think? Like, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I know they can just tag him a bunch and there's a way to, to keep him for quite some time. But if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm really considering, you know, not signing a second contract with a team that's going to do this kind of stuff. And uh, I'm sure that's not really what his mindset is. But if I just putting out like into his, you know, thinking where he's at, like, I don't know, like you. <laughs> You talk about not just their connection on the field and what that this means for him overall, but also just the two guys together as uh, human beings, as friends. Like that, that's another thing that's going to make this tough, and it's going to be you know, it's going to be an interesting offseason once uh, the team actually can actually get to the facility and they're all there. I'm sure they're going to love David Johnson. The dude works his butt off, and there's nothing uh, you know negative about him necessarily. But this is this is a pretty as one side of, of a trade when you look at like what they could have probably gotten for Hopkins if they really <laughs> evaluated the market correctly, why they're going for David Johnson in the first place. I don't know. I, like, I, <laughs> I thought, I mean, they already have Duke Johnson. What are you doing? Like just, just collecting Johnson running backs at this point, but overall, yeah, man, I, if I'm a, if I'm a Texans fan, I'm, I'm just so, so angry right now. It just doesn't make sense. It's not like he's age. It's not like even with, we talk about some of the stuff with Julio and uh, you know, he's, his name's been like, you know, mentioned briefly, yeah. but at least he's, you know, a little bit older and you see where the Falcons are at. I mean, the Texans, you know, this is a team that is won the division should be the favorite again, but maybe not now. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, you're, it's just such a different situation and it just doesn't make any sense. I, I did not see this coming when I woke up earlier this morning. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll revisit the Texans because they're they're in an interesting spot at this point. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what moves they make because wide receiver. What are they going to pull a deal for Amari Cooper here? I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, are, I mean, are they now? Look, if they do that, then maybe we can we can say, all right, Bill O'Brien, maybe you're actually a genius and we didn't give you enough credit. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't see that happening. But um, I don't see the Texans landing Amari Cooper. But I guess as we've yeah. said, crazier things have happened. Uh, without question. Um, all right, so let's move from from that crazy part to we didn't expect that to happen. However, Dylan, if mm-hmm. you would, if any of our valuable listeners, which we love them all, would like to revisit some of our previous episodes of the podcast, the team we kept going back to on our friend Tom Brady was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and <laughs> I think we it wasn't because we thought necessarily he was going to end up there. I think it was because we were both very intrigued by the fact that if he did wind up there, you look at the weapons around him, um, you kept saying, okay, now this could be fun. If you, you put Tom Brady, Tom Brady in Tampa, 
with, like we said, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, you go up and down the line. I mean, they just it, it with Bruce Arians like running the show. It just it felt like a pretty fun idea. And uh, yeah, Dylan, uh, lots of other moves being made, and uh, you can make those uh, over at Bet Online as well. Um, while there is currently no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, uh, you might think that there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. And uh, that's because Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager um, from their online casino, uh, poker, you've got blackjack. All of them are open 24 hours a day and they are all online. Uh, so sports aren't totally done. Uh, there's still mixed martial arts. Esports is on the rise as well. Uh, if you're into entertainment, uh, you can bet on American Idol. Uh, the elections, we've got the Spelling Bee and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which I know is a favorite uh, of our show. Uh, so if you want to do that, uh, be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, uh, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that is Bet Online, uh, your new ticket to, to online action. Well, now that we know the Titans are out of the mix, uh, because they have Ryan Tannehill, which we forget about all that. Like, I mean, yeah, because that was like a full 24 hours ago, and we're like, that seems like two to, you know, two weeks ago at this point. Um, but, but now that we know that Ryan Tannehill is returning to the Titans, we know that Tom Brady's not going there. And so now all the discussion is leaned towards the Bucks potentially being the favorite to land Tom Brady and Adam Schefter, I think came out uh, early on Monday morning. I think it was during one of his sports center appearances um, where he mentioned that, you know, the Patriots and Tom Brady were not even close on a deal at this point. Um, so all that speculation is speculation uh, in that maybe this isn't actually going to be as easy as him going back to the Patriots with the Titans out of the mix and that the Bucks could be there. Um, also the Raiders, mm. uh, as we expected, I don't think this is un- unexpected either that the Raiders are seemingly, you know, trying to jump right into this thing. Um, but they may have another quarterback in mind, which uh, <laughs> we, we will touch on in a second because I know Dylan's really excited about this one. But for now, uh, it does seem like now the momentum with Tom Brady moves towards the Bucks, potentially the Raiders. Uh, but as we said, I, I'm very intrigued by this Bucks mm-hmm. possibility, although – and I think Michael Lombardi, or maybe there's someone else. I, again, we've seen so many reports <laughs> from so many different people that I'm forgetting who's who at this point. But it may have been him that said, you know, it may fit, but it's going to be so weird if you have to see Tom Brady mm-hmm. in a Bucks uniform. It just, it's just one of those things like you just can't see it. Yeah, no, I, that's what I think the last time we kind of talked about this in terms of locations. It, it feels like a, some sort of like Madden trade. It doesn't feel like a real. Uh, idea to see Tom Brady in a Buccaneers helmet it's uh, there's some other franchises that make a little more sense and that you feel in terms of just like from a, a narrative perspective where he could end up but for the Buccaneers helmet on Tom Brady that would be that'll be something but yeah like you said it we talked about it more from a football perspective uh not so much like an actual rumor you know leading up to this point and now here it is actually happening possibly and um, I, I still think, I mean, obviously the Patriots, uh, we'll see if what they're, what's really going on. If they're, if they, they might just be content to move on, but I wonder what their contingency plan is. If that's the case, um, yeah. a lot of moving parts right now. And yeah, if I, I, the, out of the two other the two teams now with the Titans out of it between the Raiders and Bucks, I, you got to think what the, the firepower they have in Tampa Bay, that's the more intriguing option. Also, I, I just going into Vegas would be such a, be interesting. I, I just feel like Tampa Bay makes more sense, but yeah, at the same time, we'll we'll still see uh, the Patriots. I, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> I still just can't. It's hard to like grasp the idea. I'm still I'm like saying it like sure it could happen, but uh, 
just yeah. trying to grasp the idea of him not wearing a Patriots uniform is crazy. But yes, in terms of the uh, the domino effect, if he did somehow end up in Tampa Bay, yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, my favorite report from today was from Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times mentioned that uh, John Gruden is intrigued by possibly signing Jameis Winston. And man, I cannot <laughs> think of something I'd enjoy more than watching him in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> throw Full it, circle, throw right? Down. You have you have John Gruden, who was with the Bucks, Jameis, who was with the Bucks, and now they all come full circle to the Raiders, <laughs> who John Gruden coached against in the Super Bowl. That it's just like, and he was. It's just my goodness, like all the different. I don't. I know. know what you say. Amazing. I it, that see, unlike the unlike the Tom Brady one, where it's hard to picture it. I can very much picture uh, James Jameis Winston in the Raiders jersey and helmet. That that's not hard for me to do at <laughs> that's all. That's true. It's very yeah. easy. And it yeah. And yeah. If you're a Raiders fan, not something that you're really going to want. I'd I'd rather uh, stick with Derek Carr if I'm if that's the case. But for uh, just entertainment if they want to be the most entertaining product in las vegas i think Jameis is the way to go i think they're in that and that from that point of view it's really smart <laughs> could you imagine them sticking with Derek carr and Jameis winston <laughs> and just going back and no. forth like can you know i mean i think there may be some frustration there if you're a raiders no. fan um but you know what though like i said we've seen both of them be really good and so if you can just find that that button to push and put the right one in at the right time <laughs> You never know. There you go. So um, <laughs> two quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, well, kind of like the uh, the old like something you saw in college, I guess. <laughs> yep. Why not? Um, but it is. It's very strange to think about. Like we said, Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it is. But then again, like we said, if, if he wants to win, I mean, really, when you look at the options at this point, I mean, it's a better situation than the Raiders. It's a better situation than the Chargers. Yeah. Um. I guess, like I said, we're not even talking about the Titans anymore. The 49ers stuff, I think we're we're way past that. Mm. Um, yeah, like I just, I don't know. Like I feel like it is. It's the best situation aside from the Patriots unless there's just another team out there we're not even considering that jumps into the mix. But um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it comes down to the, to the Patriots or the Bucks, and I don't think we ever thought we'd be saying that. But uh, we'll see. That'll change, I'm sure, within the next two hours. Um, when another team jumps into the mix that, that we're not thinking about. Um, okay, beyond that, Tom Brady, we, we've mentioned him. Um, you know, we, we could just to go back to, to some of the, the – we talked about the franchise tag. Um, we mentioned Derrick Henry, uh, A.J. Green. No surprise with those two. I guess Dak Prescott, you know, yeah, that's a big one. But, again, we're not surprised that the Cowboys are lo- using their uh, exclusive tag on him. We expected mm-hmm. that to happen. Um, so, really, you know, from that trio specifically, I know we're kind of focusing in on the quarterbacks, but but all three of those guys are pretty much in the spots we expect them to be in. Yeah, I don't think we, we anticipated Dak leaving it. Um, makes sense that they're going to tag him, not Amari. That, that becomes more of the intriguing thing now is what's going to happen there and Overall, yeah, uh, didn't see Adrian Green uh, going either, especially with uh, Burrow coming in. It made sense. He he had voiced, I believe, that you'd want him to be there. So, all yeah, all, all those ones. Those are the ones that I you know I saw that you know waking up this morning. It's like all right, yeah, these are these make sense. <laughs> these aren't. This isn't a uh, Hopkins trade. Those things kind of lined up. I was more surprised with some teams maybe that didn't tag guys like the uh, the Rams not tagging Corey Littleton or Dante Fowler. There were some interesting decisions made like that, but these ones seemed like no doubters. Well, just as we said, um, we knew there was going to be something that popped up as we were recording, so lucky to everyone out there listening, you get live reaction here. Um, Byron Jones to the Dolphins. How about that? So, um, obviously, a 
a huge signing for the Dolphins. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, Brian Flores, we know, comes over from the Patriots. Um, he obviously needs better work <laughs> to work with on defense. Um, they need to be able to, you know, to stop people. We, we mentioned their offense and kind of the exciting parts of that offense. But, hey, that's a that's a pretty big deal for the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I understand from their point of view, uh, you want to get a guy, you see talent at this point, and it's been – Pretty big issue for them, <laughs> uh, you know. As much as they improved over all of last season, uh, they've they have a lot of money to spend. There's no question about that. So the fact that it, yeah, your live reaction here with Byron Jones, I'm surprised. <laughs> he's, it says uh, from Ian Rappaport that he's going to be the highest paid corner in the NFL. That part surprises me. I don't think yeah. he's uh, you know close to being worth that. But man, like seven seventeen million a year or more is the new oh my gosh wow yeah that see that part's the surprising part but at the same time for the dolphins you're going to probably have to overpay a little bit to get some of these guys to to come to you and they have the money to do it there's no question about that they're set up with draft picks quite well moving forward and you know they have a lot of young pieces that we've been intrigued by we talk about the dolphins quite a bit for being a team that went i believe five and eleven but uh yeah it makes sense from just the point of view of uh, you know this is kind of one of the moves that like last season we talked about i think the colts were a team that had a ton of cap space did not make these kind of moves obviously they were in a better position than the dolphins they could afford to wait for miami I, you know it's not necessarily even about this next season but overall moving forward acquiring talent like that it's not easy to do especially when you're uh, a team that's not really the, uh, a place that's really in that intriguing for free to go so you're gonna have to overpay for these sort of guys yeah to add to that uh, there's a report from uh, barry jackson on twitter from the miami herald um talking about the, the dolphins running back situation so you got a quarterback in byron jones now you look at their running back situation. Looks like uh, he mentions that there's not a whole lot on the Melvin Gordon front to this point, but yeah. uh, Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, Sean McCoy, also potential options. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like it's, uh, we'll see with the Dolphins. They're they're one we we're going to talk about. They became one of our favorites here on the podcast, as many teams did throughout the season. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see if they stick, but um, they yeah, I like the like we said, we we like the direction they're heading and. Uh, their improvement uh really good so uh if you want to want a nice blast from the past and you want to sort of realize we're living in a bizarro world um go back and listen to our early episodes and our thoughts on the dolphins and where they are at this point um that'll kind of show you that things can yeah things can change sometimes and uh that's where we're at with the dolphins uh but anyways uh back to uh some of the quarterback talk uh the bears who uh as we know have their own uh, interesting quarterback situation with uh, Mitch Trubisky there. Um, we knew they were going to probably focus in on trying to find someone to have um, if they decide that Trubisky is not the direction they're going to go long term. Uh, and I don't necessarily know that that what they're looking for are long term options at this mm-hmm. point, but I think just someone uh, to have there. And some of the recent rumors are that uh, potential candidates could be Andy Dalton. Or Nick Foles. Um, I think Dalton is probably the more likely scenario um, just because, I, I don't know, we, we mentioned, you know, I don't know what the Jags are going to do. I don't think you ever know what the Jags are going to do, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. And so I think it might, makes it hard to know exactly what their move could be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we had heard, I, I think there have been other rumors probably over the past month or so about Andy Dalton to the Bears, and, and the connection makes sense. Um, probably just a matter of, of what is going to happen, you know, in a deal like that between the two teams and you know whether or not they're able to pull something like that i think marcus mariota was another one you saw mentioned Uh but uh it seems like you know if there was going to be a trade of some sort 
Um, you know, you would feel like if the Bengals are going to trade, maybe they would like to to rack up some picks or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I guess we'll see. But you know, between those two specifically, because that's the most recent rumor, uh, it does seem like Andy Dalton maybe would make more uh-huh. sense uh, than Nick Foles. Yeah, it depends how much they're willing to give up. I guess if 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 it's if the price is too high, yeah, trying to sign Teddy Bridgewater made sense. I I know I'd mentioned him previously, and now it actually was rumor, but now it seems like that, like you're saying, is not going to be the case so between these two it, nick it just it, it's pretty simple when you look at the actual contracts for nick Foles, the the uh, dead cap is pretty massive this year still so uh, if the on the jaguars if they were to trade him release him's not definitely not an, an option so for a trade it just doesn't seem like it's likely because uh, how much money they're not really saving much at that point um if they do move him at least for the next season but for jacksonville they, maybe they don't worry so much about that because uh it kind of looks like 2020 is not going to be their focus mm-hmm. i think they're they're kind of yeah. starting to tear down so but yeah the I, the reports are that we've seen at least is that so far they haven't been willing to to move him whereas andy dalton everything's you know about them uh the, the franchise uh, the, the bengals you know telling them you know we'll work with you on a deal to find you uh, put you in a place where you're able to succeed. It sounds like a lot more amicable, pro- uh, amicable process there. So, well, yeah, uh, Andy Dalton would make sense. I don't know for uh, his point of view, for or for the Bears' point of view necessarily, if that's a huge upgrade. Uh, I just, I, yeah, I'm really curious to see if that does go through what they end up giving up because I, I feel like you, uh, right now there are other free agent running uh, quarterbacks that uh, at least you can sign them and not have to worry so much about giving up too many assets to do so. And that's a team that doesn't yeah. even have, you know, they've. They've really traded away a lot of picks lately. Well, Deshaun Watson may be looking for somewhere else to play soon, so maybe <laughs> the Bears will go all in to get Deshaun Watson. Um, I doubt it, but uh, hey, hey, they could have had him in the draft uh, if they really had wanted. <laughs> that that is true. That is a good point. Uh, he may he may get frustrated and uh, he could be playing for the Bears. We'll see. <laughs> Um, probably not, but, uh, one that could happen and it is seemingly more likely. And we talked about this despite the reports that, you know, it may not be, uh, a connection. I think Phillip Rivers to the Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you look at everything out there at this point, it seems like it's just a matter of, of making a contract work. Like it's, it, it's made too much sense from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, I mean, it really, I mean, at this point, like the only other option is if, you know, Brady goes to the Bucks, then I think maybe Rivers, could, you know, could potentially go to the Patriots. I would think that's unlikely, but um, I don't know. Like it just, I think Rivers to the Colts, it seems like probably going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, and if that does happen, then, you know, we go back to the Tom Brady situation. And I know we always have to bring it back to this, but, you know, let's say Phillip Rivers does sign with the Colts. Then, then what if you're the Patriots and it's like, what do you do? Because, I mean, you know, because then, you know, if Tom Brady does get to the Bucks, if you're the Patriots, and we talked about this on one of our previous episodes, like, where do you turn at that point? Like, what's your best option <laughs> if if all, I mean, like, again, because you're getting to that level to where you have to make a trade if you want someone that you feel like, I mean, because, you know, as we're saying, are they going to bring in Jameis? No. No. Um, <laughs> you know, who, who else? That's Marcus Mariota? Right like, I've got nothing against Marcus Mariota or Jameis, but, like, I just don't see either one of those guys fitting in with what Bill Belichick wants to do. And so I, I think it just makes it so much more fascinating, and I think it makes it so much more important for the Patriots to say, okay, well, 
what, what are we going to do here? Because um, if they were to get, you know, let Tom Brady get away to the Bucks, then I think that opens up so many more questions about the Patriots mm-hmm. if Rivers does indeed sign with the Colts. Yeah, the timing of the two is going to be interesting because if Brady makes a decision, yeah, quicker to go to Tampa Bay, then does yeah does New England jump in at Philip Rivers last minute? Or on the flip side, if Philip goes to the Colts quickly, then does that drive up the price that the Pats are willing to trade or sign Brady for? I I feel like they should just you know pony up anyway. Uh, I know it's not in uh, Belichick's DNA to, for anyone, even Tom Brady, pay something he doesn't believe is their market price or what he thinks is, is their actual value. But this might be a case where, I mean, it, it maybe the market value in his mind or the value itself with the other guys left will, maybe that calculus will change when Rivers is off the market, like you're saying. So, yeah, it's, uh, I still can see this, yeah, the scenario where all these guys are signing elsewhere and Tom Brady. Uh, it kind of ends up going back to New England because they finally are like, all right, we have to pay him this much. But in terms of uh, uh, guys, they would have to find free agent wise. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Mariota, man. I don't, I, I yeah, the other, I'm obviously not Jameis Winston. That's the one thing I'm like, if, if that happened, I will truly be shocked. Like I, I say, like, you know, I've said I've been shocked yeah. with some of the stuff like the Hopkins trade, but nothing would shock me more than Jameis Winston being signed <laughs> by the New England Patriots. Uh, maybe you know we're talking about the Raiders here. Maybe they could trade for Derek Carr. I don't know what they would be willing to give up. Um, but uh, that's maybe someone uh, <laughs> that is uh, in a precarious situation. If they want Trubisky, I'm sure they could send over a couple biscuits and get him. But overall, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else uh, they're going to do uh, free agent wise. Yeah, there's not a lot of options. Well, and that's where I think they would certainly. We know how the Patriots operate in the draft, and I think that's where you would see a huge, you know, probably a likely move. I would think into that that upper tier um, to have a chance to to get one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, if if they found themselves in that scenario, like we said. And, of course, we're talking about a lot of different dominoes mm-hmm. that would have to fall yep. for them to be in that spot. But uh, if they did, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, they were to put a lot on the table and, you know, move up to get Tua or Justin Herbert yeah. or, or someone like that. I just that. wonder if um, other teams would still be willing. Uh, like, you know, I think the Patriots entering that kind of conversation were just – drive up the price that that what X team yeah. is able to get from another franchise that's more desperate than the Patriots or more willing to give up a ludicrous amount of things. Again, that's also in another part of Belichick. He's not really a guy that trades up often in drafts unless he really wants someone. So, And to go up yeah. that far, it's going to take quite a bit of quite a bit of draft capital. So, uh, yeah, it would be interesting, but I just think other teams have are prepared to uh, possibly uh, top whatever the Patriots can kind of offer. They also obviously don't have – uh, you know, each round their picks are always going to be at the end of the draft because of how well they've been on the field. Well, or they could just turn to the to the Auburn alum, Jared Stedham. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Patriots. But one quarterback they won't be able to land is Case Keenum because uh, he has joined the Browns just like approximately 38% <laughs> of the free agent class at this point um, because the Browns, they really loaded up on Monday. Um, you go up and down the line – with all the deals they made, um, you know, Austin Hooper, I think, is, is one that, you know, yep. that's a that's a big one for the Browns because, um, you know, we, we didn't know exactly where he was going to wind up. And we said, you know, he'd, he'd obviously be a great fit for anyone. And I think it surprised a little bit when he didn't go back to the Falcons. 
Um, but hey, you know, I like David Njoku, but uh, Austin Hooper, that's a that's a game changer in terms of, of what they're able to do there. You know, you have a new head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski, and uh, being able to add that to, to Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. And I mean, they got an offense. Mm-hmm. We know that. Um, it's just, you know, a matter of making it work. Yep. And so, uh, you know, that the Browns add him to the mix, as we said. They've got Case Keenum, uh, Jack Conklin. They add someone for the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of, lots of big offensive moves uh, for the Browns on the opening day. Yeah, there. I think having that backup quarterback that even if, you know, Hopefully, for their sake, Mayfield has a much better season and things go much differently. But having someone like Keenum at least able to step in if needed, that's nice. I mean, we've seen him really succeed, obviously, in Stefanski's system. But just overall, he's always played well enough, uh, even when he was in that first uh, year when the Rams moved to L.A., did, had some nice moments. As he, he just He's a solid backup to have. So I think, yeah, that was a big get for them. Getting Austin Hooper, uh, I mean, yeah, now the highest paid tight end, obviously not, in my, in my point of view, at least the best tight end in the NFL, but out of the free agent market, I mean, yeah, you, that's a huge get for Cleveland. Uh, I will be curious to see how much 12 personnel they use. I, I know Minnesota didn't use it a ton, but uh, I think that's something that when you're talking about all the talent this team has, they, their one big concern, obviously, offensive line still. That's where everything started to go downhill last year was just the immediate pressure and Mayfield tending to just go to his right every time rolling out. Um, I, I know, obviously, Hooper's not the best blocker, but I mean, just having another guy that you can put out there, uh, he's, he can get the job done blocking wise. He's not like a huge big play threat, but they already have enough big, big play threats. I don't think that's something that Cleveland's offense is lacking. Having someone as reliable as that, that I think uh, for their sake will hopefully get uh, solid chemistry with uh, Baker pretty quickly. I, yeah, I think it's a good signing for them and they, they're able to do it. They have the, the cap space to make it happen. So yeah, I think the Conklin one helping their offensive line, I think that was uh, more necessary maybe. Uh, not that the Hooper one won't help it, but I think in terms of uh, impact. Uh, yeah, I thought for sure Cleveland would be investing quite heavily in uh, in the off in the offensive line because yeah, I mean a lot of as you see a lot of teams they approach these kind of things. Uh, you know you can, they can go in the draft, but draft is always kind of about value and you you never really know. So I thought you know in free agency you kind of want to go for needs more, and I I still think the offensive line is probably where they still need to keep investing beyond even Conklin at this point. Yep, uh, Brown's making moves, and uh, I guess uh, the best one to wrap up with is the move that we don't know if it's actually going to get made, and Stefan Diggs <laughs> causing uh, more, more I guess, questions. I don't know what you want to say. Um, you know, with the stuff that he's, he, the Twitter is social media game. It's just always uh, very cryptic, and um, I don't know. It seems like he potentially, you know, is he going to get traded? Um, I don't know. And it just, I, I, like, I don't even know what to make of, of what he put on Twitter because uh, I, I don't know if it means anything or, you know, is he going to wind up and be on the Patriots uh, by this time <laughs> tomorrow? I mean, that would be amazing for, for if that actually happens. Well, at this point, you know, we just saw DeAndre Hopkins traded. So uh, Diggs, is, you, you wouldn't have yep. been as surprised given all the, the stuff off the field and kind of uh, these cryptic tweets that have been happening for a while. There's still quite a bit of, it's it's not too bad. I mean, it's a nine million in dead cap if they trade him. So it's not the not the worst uh, for their point of view. But again, I mean, he's one of the best uh, receivers in the NFL. I, I just he's still pretty young. I, I don't know. It doesn't make a ton of sense if unless they get a lot of value in return. Uh, I think the latest update was the teams are monitoring him. Uh, this is based on Adam Schefter talking, and uh, but teams are interested, but no nothing active at the moment. So we'll. Uh, if it, I mean, but again, like the like the Hopkins thing. Sometimes we see we don't see the report until you know the, the guy's on the market until right before, and next thing you know, he's on a new team. So yeah, <laughs> that would be quite the quite the uh, 
uh, way to help uh, get Tom Brady back, though, for New England if they found a way to trade for Stephon Diggs. Uh, they definitely need weapons, and that, that might be the route to go for them instead of trying to trade up in the draft at this point to take a new QB. Yeah, well, it could happen, and uh, lots more moves going to happen uh, in free agency, as we can already tell. Uh, going to be a fun one and uh, going to be a, a unique one, uh, that's for sure, uh, based on uh, the current situation. But uh, we'll see what happens there. But, Dylan, uh, we do have lots of coverage uh, going on over at Clutch Points uh, with all the stuff uh, surrounding free agency, <laughs> lots to talk about, and uh, we've got it all over there. Yep, you can go to the Clutch Points app. No games currently, but we still have, obviously, all the – all of our news and editorials breaking down what these trades and uh, signings mean for these teams, for these players, uh, obviously all the news and rumors coming out there. So you can follow along there as well as on clutchpoints.com under the NFL section. Uh, still keeping up with all the NBA news is not as much as usual at this point of the, of the calendar year, but uh, still a lot of things happening with players off the court, uh, all the developments as these, all these leagues navigate um, what to do with the, with the pandemic. So yeah, still keeping you guys updated. We appreciate everyone still listening and reading and everything. Uh, obviously we'll NFL wise, at least we have a lot of content, so we'll definitely load up on that and make sure we cover it as well as possible with everything else kind of slowing down at this point. Yep, for sure. So be sure to check all that out at Clutch Points. And uh, as always, uh, you can find uh, all of our latest coverage over there. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, thanks, as always, to the crew at Blue Wire for all their hard work. And, uh, again, thanks, as always, for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our Keep Stock Inventory Management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/slash Keep Stock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.